It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. This is your Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this fine program, caringly seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with that protector, my co-host, my attorney, who should be your attorney, in my subjective opinion, our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I need to provide the audience with a disclaimer already just by you saying how you're doing. You're fighting a cold from being overseas the last 10 days or so, and it's you're you're not yourself today. Is that correct? Well, that's that's true, and but I'll I, I feel fine. I just have a little bit of a difficulty talking. Okay, well, hopefully the it, it sounds fine to me, but um, just bear that in mind. As long as he feels fine, the information will be very accurate and helpful, and we hope you appreciate that and are able to um, learn something like I do every single program sitting here with Michael. Today we want to talk about a story. A guy by the name of Jerry Lee Lewis, whom uh, many of you know about, have heard of, and he has a situation. I believe he passed away and um, one of the beneficiaries of his passing was his son, we think. This story is very complicated, and Michael is going to tell us all about it. Yeah, the most of y'all remember uh, Jerry Lee Lewis pounding on his piano, singing Great Balls of Fire. That's him. How yeah. long ago was that? Was in the 50s, 60s? I think it was late 50s Goodness. or early 60s. I'm not really sure, but it's, a, it's been a long time. He was an aggressive performer. Yeah, yeah, he was aggressive in a lot of things in life. In fact, <laughs> uh, he was, you know, I don't know if you know, he was married seven times. No. Yeah, including to a 13-year-old first a cousin, no. 13-year-old cousin. Oh, goodness, Jerry. Okay. And he had a lot of drug issues, mm-hmm. and he um, had problems with the IRS, continuing battling with the IRS. He was quite the character. One time, I think he was drunk and drove his car into Elvis's fir- uh, front gate at, El- at Graceland. I mean, he he was a character. I uh, think so. Yeah, so... Um, most people, uh, I'm not sure, could quite relate to him, but he was um, certainly well known, uh, and, and, and you could almost vision him, envision him pounding on that piano. Mm-hmm. In fact, his home, because of that piano, uh, his home that he bought in Mississippi almost 50 years ago had a piano on the gate. When you go into it, he had um, a piano-shaped pool. Uh, he, wow. Yeah, so he had kind of a... I guess a lack of words. It's about a 30-acre ranch in Mississippi. Okay. So it's kind of like a tourist-type place, not as like Elvis's Graceland. And, of course, Elvis was the king. Um, but um, And so he lived there for the last 50 years. He died in October of 2022. Okay. And he, that's a long life. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, for yeah. all the craziness that he lived and drugs, like you said, might have been an issue too. And to live, how long was he from uh, 35 to 22? That's a long time. That's like 90 years old or something. Yeah, I don't know. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah he, you know, he... I just don't know if on that great balls of fire if he got cremated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I tell you one thing about his house. His son probably was fuming, speaking of great balls of fire, yeah, really. because his first cousins evicted him from their house that he had grown up in. So when Jerry Lee Lewis died, uh, he lived in that house that continuously the whole time. His son, Lee, lived there, and so did his grand, Lee's sons, so even some grandchildren lived there. Amazing. And you might say, well, what in the world would have happened uh, to how he could get evicted from his home? All right. So, you know, I mentioned to you that uh, Jerry Lee Lewis had a lot of problems with the IRS, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of marriages, too. Right. So he felt like it was real important that he protect his home. He should protect his property. So he had a great idea. He had his best friend, his tour manager, and actually turned out to be his brother-in-law, Cecil Harrison. Uh, He decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to transfer my interest to the home to you. And... Cecil was married to Jerry Lee Lewis's younger sister. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, so he lived in the home. Uh, and Cecil decided to um, even to, I guess, out of loyalty or for whatever reason, or maybe they had a deal, I'm not really sure. Cecil gave what's called a life estate in the home back to Jerry Lee Lewis. Now, Jerry Lee Lewis's will said the home goes to son, the one who had lived there all these years. Okay. And he had, what, six children? Uh, Six children. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how many—I know there were seven different marriages. I don't know how many children from each marriage, but he had six children. And, I mean, you don't really feel too, too sorry for uh, Lee, I mean, because he did get to share with his other siblings— I think the estate of Jerry Lee Lewis is somewhere between ten and fifteen million. Plus, Jerry Lee Lewis bought a home down the road for for Lee. So don't feel too too <clears throat> sorry for him when I tell you the story. Okay. So after um, um, Jerry Lee Lewis died, uh, he, you know, probably his son wanted to probate the will, but shortly thereafter, his first cousins. Cecil's children put the house property up for sale. Oh boy! And so and so went to court. Jerry Lee Lewis's will says house goes to son, and but the, and the son is Jerry Lee Lewis the third. Is that right? What you're yeah, but he went by Lee. Went, went by Lee. Got you. Okay. Yeah, his yeah Jerry Lee Lewis the third, and uh, but he went by Lee. So Cecil um, had three children. Okay, with. Jerry Lee Lewis's uh, sister, Linda. Cecil died about six years earlier than Jerry Lee Lewis. So in his will, it said, I give to Jerry Lee a life estate, and rest goes to my children. 
I think he got divorced from Jerry Lewis's uh, sister. It's, you know, this is this sounds like a, I hate to say a Jerry Springer type thing yeah, because right. uh, in, in memory of Jerry uh, <laughs> Springer, but uh, the a lot of different stuff going on here. Uh, anyway, what's a life estate? So you could grant somebody the right to live in your home or a property um, for their life. But when that person dies, the life estate terminates. So um, so when Jerry Lee Lewis died, well, that life estate terminated. And so it's pretty clear that although Jerry Lee Lewis III, as you call him Lee, was saying, well, gee, my dad thought he owned the property. Now, why did he, Jerry Lee Lewis do this? Because he probably was trying, he had he, battled the IRS for a long time. Hmm. He didn't want them to take his home. So he, he outsmarted the IRS. And unfortunately, he didn't tell his son what he did. Or maybe he didn't remember. Maybe, who knows, with all those drugs and alcohol problems, who knows what he thought and how what he even remembered. True. So we don't really know what was in his mind, especially since he's deceased. Mm. So he went to court. They went to court. And, of course, uh, the, the law is clear. If you have a life estate, the property was deeded to Cecil or Cecil. And, you know, uh, just because somebody has something in a will doesn't mean that it goes that way. If you don't, if you don't own something— you can't give it. So what was the lesson there? You know, when, a lot of times when you have a will, let's say you're deeding property, you just have to give something general to describe the property. But in this case, you know, usually like, and especially like when you have trust, we actually ask for a copy of the deed, mm-hmm. the actual deed. Right. There's a couple reasons for it. I usually like to put the full legal description. Plus, you want to know how the person acquired the property so you can give it the same way you got it. In other words, there's like general warranty deeds, special warranty deeds, all sorts of different things. You know, we've talked on this show about 12 different ways to do deeds. Sometimes you have a, if you did a ladybird deed, sometimes it could be a general ladybird deed. Warrant. What's that? What's general? Means it's good through the whole time, as uh, from back to the land grant days. Good. Uh, a special warranty deed is how your prior owner owned. Um, so it's important. A lot of times we ask for a copy uh, of the deed so we know what we could give. Mm-hmm. So one of the uh, estate planning errors here, we could say, is that. Either the attorney did not, he just went on the word of Jerry Lee Lewis, and sometimes, I, you know, you trust your client, I understand, and it's not like you're going to do it uh, a deed search. By the way, deed searches are easy to do. Mm-hmm. You could just look at the <clears throat> deed records. So should so should the attorney, and I don't, I'm not saying you should, should the attorney Look at the deed records every time somebody tells them they own property. Uh, 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because the great Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. And as attorneys, you know you got to verify. You can never take someone's word for something. You know, in this case, he, the attorney probably did. Right. And he didn't look to see. You know, there are several different things. I mean, uh, beneficiary designations. Remember, beneficiary designations supersede a will. In this case, a life estate. It supersedes a will. Okay. So, you know, we've talked on prior shows about transfer on debt deeds, sure. enhanced life estate deeds, which are ladybird deeds, mm-hmm. life estate deeds. So besides general warranty deeds, special warranty deeds, quit claim deeds, there's all we, remember we did a show on 12 different ways. And so um, so in this case, his will, for whatever reason, said maybe describe the property but it if you, if it's only a life estate the life estate terminates on death right so he lived there till he died his son and grandchildren lived there but unfortunately uh that life estate terminates and somebody didn't either check when they did the will or maybe they just took somebody's word um you know it's really funny um a lot of times clients we rely on clients, and they even misspell their kids' names. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, gee, how, you know, what do we do? Do we have to ask for their, a copy of their Social Security card or their driver's license to right. make sure that, that, you know. Now, usually a lot of times there's, um, you know, you usually put in a, uh, like a, in a trust, a Scribner's error thing. Right. Oh, if there's a misspelling. Right. Uh, not a problem because of typos and because of typos spell check those kinds right, of things right, and right. right at the very end it may flip a word on you and then uh, you have perhaps potential problems but you put in there what you call it, a scribner's scribner's error provision uh, okay. so if there's a little typo say don't worry be happy I see <laughs> gotcha in other yeah words, I mean, you see it all the time okay. I mean I had um, on uh, we had one this week where the person whoever did the deed. I uh, had spelled the person's last name with an L instead of a C. Ooh. And we said, okay, when we did a new deed, we said that the Scribner's error of whoever did it before, a.k.a., also known as the real name, and they also had another one with a middle name someplace else on some, on a lease. Okay. So we said, a.k.a., a.k.a., uh, you know, something like that. Sometimes FKA is formally known as, uh, so sometimes you do FKA. Okay. Uh, but for a title company, uh, usually they want an affidavit if there's, let's say, a misspelling of a name saying that you're one and the same person. So gotcha. it's really not that big a deal. Although, you know, when you do a legal document, they may not, the client may not understand one word you have in this complicated document, but they'll look at the spelling of their name. Right, exactly. Or a judge, it's case by case too, right? A judge will say, you know and I know who we're talking about, fix that later. Or other judges may say, tough, it's got to be perfect and accurate. Right, right, so, right, so right. That's, that's right. frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, um, so really the what you really have to do um, I mean, I guess the the question would have been: Was the transfer from Jerry Lee Lewis? Uh, can you could you have said that the transfer from him to his brother-in-law was fraudulent? Mm-hmm. Did he lack capacity? Was there undue influence? We said lack of capacity. I guess Jerry Lee Lewis the third could have argued: Well, my dad was on drugs; he didn't know what he was doing. Right. But sure. the reality is. 
I think he knew what he was doing because mm-hmm. he knew that he's he's had a whole bunch of divorces and probably lost a lot of money that way right. at um, the dealing with the IRS. Yeah, maybe he was a bit too flippant, uh, too arrogant about things. Um, he lived till his late 80s, I guess, which is tremendous. Uh, and it sounds like uh, you've uh, been able to manage things pretty well. And he probably was very high on his abilities, even in the 80s, regardless of his past. And it told his attorney, I've got this, when in fact, sadly, he didn't. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he was, he was shocked. He said, why would dad put it in the will? Right. If I didn't get it, I've lived her, you know, he was probably close to 50, the son was probably 50 years old, so mm-hmm. he lived her probably his whole life. Right. And now he even had grandchildren. But again, like I said, um, the law is the law, and don't feel too sorry for him because he's going to get a portion of that estate. Oh, Plus good. his dad, like I said, bought a home down the road, another property. Mm-hmm. You know, you would you would think, too, uh, although they're putting it up for sale, I don't know, you, you think of the success of Graceland, mm-hmm. that it would be a good thing to make it maybe uh, a tour, more of a tourist attraction. Uh, if, I mean, I don't know how many followers there would be like like Elvis. I'm not saying that you'd ever be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if there's enough people, certainly in that area, uh, I'm not going to see it's a mecca like Memphis is for uh, Elvis with Graceland. But, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do that. We talk about, you know, we're, a lot of things are in the news these days about how people want some sort of um, memories of somebody famous after they die. Uh, there's been a lot in the news about Harlan Crow with uh, the Supreme Court Justice Thomas, mm-hmm. how he wants to make that um, the Supreme Court Justice's home after he dies mm-hmm. kind of a monument. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't. Th- I would think that on Jerry Lee Lewis, although not as perhaps as big a name, right. that there probably be some interest there. Yeah, I guess you just can never be too careful. Um, what comes to mind here, with all due respect to Jerry Lee Lewis, is and he was a tremendous performer. I remember the pictures of him, the videos and the stills in black and white, and him just dancing on those keyboards. It was just unbelievable what he could do. But um, my father, three or four or four or five of my best friends are all attorneys. You're a very good friend of mine. I don't ever dare play an attorney. I yield when it comes to their specialties, like yours with estate planning and government assistance and my other friends, I just say, what do we do here? And not pretend I know what I'm talking about or try to outsmart them. And that's what the audience has to always understand when it comes to estate planning and government assistance. Let the expert do what the expert does best. You've been doing this how long now, Michael? 30 years, 40 years? Yeah, yeah, I'm an elder, elder law attorney. Three elders, maybe, if this keeps up. But... um, let Michael do it or let another estate planner do it for you so you can rest assured that everything's in place in order when you become disabled or pass away. The first step in that direction, whether you use Michael or not, is to attend Michael's next workshop, which is Thursday, May the 11th at 10 o'clock. And Michael, these are in-person workshops here in Dallas, and they're, they're very rewarding uh, time spent. Can you tell the audience about the workshops? Yeah, we ask people what they want to know. Obviously, nobody's asked about Jerry Lee Lewis or maybe <laughs> even life estates. A lot of times people have asked about Lady Bird deeds, though that's a form of a life estate deed. Um, 
And we just ask people what they want to know. And generally, people ask about estate planning, wills or trust or powers of attorney. Or it could be about Medicaid or veterans benefits. Um, There's all sorts of different types of planning. So you never know what questions people will ask. I've been doing this workshop for, gee, since uh, 2012. So it's been a long time. Uh, It became popular, so we just do them at least every month. Uh, In this case, uh, every few weeks now. So we ask people what they want to know, and then that two hours, we answer your questions. We will have a presentation also, just some basic stuff, just to educate people. And we hope that you'll learn something. Uh, You'll see that the time flies by and that you'll have some fun along the way. Uh, We also give a, only if you go to the free workshop, a free one-hour vision meeting, which is a meeting that we go more in particular to your situation uh, in private. Uh, so basically you get three free hours of legal education without any cost or obligation. Uh, so, And we have some different things, you know, to eat and drink. Uh, of course, I would be remiss yeah, if course. I didn't mention, because these are morning uh, workshops, so you need your uh, morning Joe. And what way to better serve that than in a KAAM coffee mug? Uh, you know, we just had uh, uh, Mother's Day was, uh, was coming up here. Uh, and then, uh, I guess, Father's Day uh coming up after that. Uh, So, you know, some people have last-minute shopping, and they say, ah, I got the idea, the free KAAM coffee mug. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not not worth it. For a guy who's having a rough time uh, communicating today with a bad voice, you certainly still found a way to promote the KAAM coffee mugs, and I appreciate that. (laughs) They're clamoring for it. Clamoring. Um, And so the next workshop is right around the corner. Um, or after Mother's Day, obviously, before Father's Day, uh, of course, a time where you can get your act together, get your your planning in order, and before you talk to your parents, too, about uh, their situation, their estate plan, to make sure theirs is in order, too. Yeah, it it doesn't have to necessarily be about estate planning. A lot of times people are concerned about uh, long-term care. Uh, So it's not what happens just when you die. But when, if you should become disabled, people are living longer. Uh, 30% of Americans are disabled at some point in their life. Uh, people are getting married more than once, and they're concerned about mm-hmm. uh, protecting their assets for, let's say, their children. Uh, if the spouse remarries, uh, maybe they're concerned about their own children's marriage situation. Or, you know, let's say you had a Jerry Lee Lewis as a child, you're concerned about their drug addiction issues mm-hmm. or uh, something else, or that they're spending their money frivolously. Uh, who knows? Uh, so there's all sorts of different types of protections. And we talk about the different ways you could do that if, if people ask, uh, and probably. Uh, but it could be, you never know, it could be about uh, veterans. Benefits. It mm-hmm. could be uh, all sorts of things. I had somebody that uh, this week, you know, they called because they said, oh, we need a will. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, um, my sister got uh, just had gotten married. There are couples elderly now, and she inherited the property. And she's now going, she and her husband are going into assisted living. And, um, and they're going to sell the property to uh, help take care of them and their assisted living facility. And I said, well, you could do a will, but wouldn't you 
if you're the husband, the second husband, was a veteran, mm -hmm. served during Korea. And I said, you know, you could do that. That's fine. But there is a way to preserve where you could have an extra twenty-three or $2,400 a month by doing a trust. They said, what? So I'll just explain that real briefly. Uh, under veterans' benefits laws, uh, if you transfer a property to somebody else, it's not a transfer penalty, even okay. though they have a three-year look-back period. Okay. It's different than the Medicaid rules, which has a five-year look-back period. So we do this type of trust where it, you could still get your capital gain, the appreciation. Remember, if you're married, you could have up to $500,000 gain, uh, $250,000 if you're single. And then the uh, if you put it in the trust, it, it stays in the trust, a certain type of irrevocable trust, so that you could not have the capital gain uh, and not lose public benefits. For for veterans' benefits, you can only have $150,000 of cash. So if you sell the house, they had less than $150,000 of cash um, and or countable resources, uh, but their main asset was their home. But if you sell the home, it was worth more than that. So if they put it in a trust, then they could have not only had the proceeds basically saved, but they would have gotten an extra $2,300 a month. But they had no clue. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when people do your own planning, you could have lost an opportunity here. So this is just an example. You never know what people are going to ask. They think they, they need a will, but in this case, they probably needed a trust. Right, exactly. Um, trust, that's the word. You probably needed a trust, and you need to trust. Trust Michael Cohen. Uh, dial 214-720-0102 to attend his next workshop, which is Thursday, May the 11th at 10 a.m., Again, dial 214-720-0102. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael, the bottom line with Jerry Lee Lewis's son, Jerry Lee Lewis III, tried to raise $80,000 for a down payment with GoFundMe and raised 2000 I mean, what's this young man thinking? I don't, I don't know. I mean, really, I don't feel too, too sorry for him. Like I said, he's getting a portion of a 10 to $15 million estate, and that's not even including perhaps name, image, and likeness in the future. Um, uh, you know, I think the lesson to be learned is just everybody should check, um, you know, either records or beneficiary designations. So, so you should uh, be careful when you do your planning because sometimes you don't always have what you think you have. Exactly. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir. Thank you. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. A leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. 
make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.